0: Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. Money, 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 money Mondays, buddy. You were betting really big on
1: that working and connecting instantly. I know. But welcome to Money Mondays. I think we are live. so. Hopefully,
0: we're live. Yeah, yeah. of course. Are we live, everybody? Can you hear us? All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Money Mondays here at the Disrupt TV studios with your hosts, Ben Suttles, Ferris Musa. How are you doing, right, we buddy?
1: Need, doing good. We, we need to do a vote. Who's the favorite host?
0: Hey, uh, hey well, I portion. vote for me. So that's fine. You're always biased. That's why we <laughs> take you out of the thing.
1: Um but I'm doing good.
0: doing good. Finally had
1: lunch. We had a late lunch. Uh Chinese food delicious, right?
0: So. Gotta gotta eat before we do our money Mondays. Right. Man. Gotta get the to keep the energy up. Right. I know. So
1: now I'm ready to take a nap. That's fantastic. Hey, but no. Hey,
0: no, drink the Starbucks. That's why we get you a Starbucks buddy. That's exactly
1: why I have the Starbucks. So how's everyone doing? Good. So for those tuning in for the first time, right? Money Mondays, we do it every Monday, three thirty PM Central. Some people submit questions before him, but really, we like to take questions live. So don't be scared. Don't be nervous. We're happy to, you know, we won't mention who says the questions. Feel free to go ahead and leave a comment, and we'll answer your questions live. And um, anything else to add? Today's topic is asset management. Asset right, so we're definitely going to do a deep dive on asset management. We, we've done a thing or two with asset management. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we have a company called Disrupt Equity. We have multiple properties, different markets, and we've had several exits. Yeah. So asset management is something that's near and dear to our heart because it is the lifeline of your deals. Yeah. Right? I mean, without good asset management, your business plan will fall over nope. and your investors will hate you. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, that's where the rubber meets the road, right? And it's it's not it's not all a cakewalk, folks. I mean, I think one thing that I always tell people that are getting into this business and want to syndicate deals is yeah, the sexy part of the business is the finding the deals and raising the millions of dollars and being a hero and you know, closing the deal out, but really that day one, when you take over that property, that's when the real work begins. You thought it was hard actually finding a deal, raising the equity and getting it to closing. That was that was actually the, the easier part of the process, right? Because now you have a business plan that you have to execute on for your investors. That's or fair. even if it's just for yourself and you're buying your own deal, which we have people that we know that do that, right? You still want a certain level of return even for yourself, yeah, right? For sure. So that takes hard work. And that hard work, that execution of your business plan, right, and making sure that you're hitting your investor's returns, that is asset management. You are the conduit between the property and the property management company and your investors. Yeah.
1: Maybe deep dive a little more, right? Before you go on, explain what exactly an asset manager does. Yep. Right? I mean, I think there's a lot of confusion between the property manager and the ownership what is the role of asset management and who does it? Yeah, yeah,
0: so you can designate. So a lot of people, let's take a step back. You have the GP, right? Which a lot of people are familiar with, right?
1: What does GP stand for, Ben?
0: General partners. That's what I'm here right? for,
1: guys. I'm here to help with all General that. General
0: partners. And then your investors are usually going to be your limited partners. Now, not everybody structures it this way, but just to keep it simplistic, let's just say that's how we structured it, right? Within that GP, you might have, you know, a KP, a KP, and then you might have a manager or let's just call it two asset managers that are actually gonna manage the deal. They're literally signed off as the managers for that LLC, right? So it's important to understand that there could be a couple different GPs, but not everyone's gonna be an asset manager. So let me make that distinction first, right? But in, in the most simplistic definition of it, an asset manager is there to execute on the business plan, right? That can mean everything from working with the property management company, from hiring and firing them if needed, right to working with the lender and all their requirements to doing construction management and all the rehab draws to managing the contractors and making sure that your rehab plan gets executed to investor relations and communications right you're the ones that are you know drafting up the the weekly monthly bi-monthly reports and providing the financial reports that you're going to get from your property management company you have to you have to disseminate those things you're also doing K1s you're working with your CPA to make sure that the tax returns get done and the K1s get to your investors you're also doing one off stuff like cost segregation studies and tax protests and anything in between that involves you know, the property and being able to be successful at managing that property, right? Because your property management company, they can make recommendations like, hey, it's time to, you know, uh, do your tax protest, but, and they can maybe even give you a, um, a person to work with, but they're not necessarily going to sign off on that, right? That's where the asset manager comes in and says, okay, this makes sense for this property. I like this fee that this company is going to charge. I'm going to go ahead and go with it, right? Yeah. So assume that everything that's important you know, to the execution of that business plan, that's what the asset manager
1: does, yes. right? So, so, they don't do much.
0: No. They do everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Ben said, it's, that, it's kind of the glue that holds it all together.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. So. so, that's kind of what asset management is. You know, I think... You know, people always kind of say, you know, um, well, where do you learn this stuff, right? And I think you have to, you have to really kind of understand how businesses work, how teams work, how project management works. You know, we always kind of say that we're glorified property managers, yeah. right? So that's that's an important thing to understand that. If you don't know how you know big, complex projects work and how to keep that ball moving in the right direction, you might have trouble, right? If you just wanna be the guy in the background, don't really have to deal with anybody, right? Maybe just sign off on the loan or maybe you just wanna put your money to work, I don't suggest you being an asset manager because it does require you to roll up your sleeves and get, I mean, we live and breathe this stuff on a weekly basis, folks. This is not something that, oh, I'll get to asset management next week. No, we every week we're having calls with our property management company. We're fielding issues and answering questions for our investors, you know, and everything in between. So it's a it's a weekly thing. It's a monthly thing. It's a yearly thing. Yeah. So, so
1: let's, get, let's get going. So we talked about what is asset management. Yep. Right. So now as an asset manager, right, you're checking, you know, the gold asset manager, like Ben said, you're checking the business plan keeping it in line and making sure you're making the right steps mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. So to help with that, what are some of the, maybe let's talk a little bit about, what do we do with asset management, right? How are we structured on our, you know, within Disrupt Equity? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, what metrics are we looking to track? Yep, yep. I mean, that's
0: a... So, um, you know, within within Disrupt Equity, you know, Ferris tends to handle more of the acquisition side of the business. I tend to handle more of the asset management side. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm doing the day-to-day. We also have uh, an in-house uh, asset manager. His name is Neil Bertrand. He's a good guy. You know, and I work in close, you know, uh, contact with him on a weekly and a, and a daily basis to make sure that we're... We're executing our business plan. We're working with the property management companies, right? But some of the metrics that me and Neil and Ferris are tracking are kind of the, you know, the the same stuff that you would think would be important, right? You know, making sure that revenue is, is staying stable or going up, right? You know, can we increase rents or do we need to decrease rents, right? You know, maybe we're... In a situation like we find ourselves now in COVID, right, and you want to keep occupancy up, you want to keep the right tenants in place, right? You might decrease rents. Nobody wants to hear that, but it's 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 one of those things that's driven by the metrics and the data and the submarket, right? You're not always going to have control over this. You might find yourself in a situation like COVID where everybody is way below you are at this point because they made a. They made an effort to decrease rents, and then you have to make that decision, right? So rents, revenue, that's important. Keeping occupancy up. Obviously, you want to track that, right? You want to look at your expenses, right? You know, from not only, you know, how are you in line with what your, what your rehab dollars are going to spend, and, you know, are you keeping on track from the construction standpoint, but also just your operational expenses, right? Is that something that, you know, you're still staying within budget? If not, why you know, the variance report that we see on our financial statement is extremely important. Yeah. You know, I would say that. And then, you know, just tracking anomalies in the expenses on in general, right? Because expense control is something that your property management company... No uh,
1: one does well
0: yeah, outside I, I of was gonna, I was going to try to be political. People are happy to spend your to think, money, Ben. How can I be politically correct about this statement? That's not... They're not very good at that. Let's just put it that way, right? They the good property management companies tend to be good at two things, right? Trying to keep occupancy up and trying to drive rents, right? They're looking at the top line, right? But we, as we all know, right, you have your NOI and even below that, you have what's the cash flow, right? And you have to look at it holistically and understand that expenses are a big, big, um, you know, factor in, in making sure the property is profitable. So we look at expenses quite a bit,
1: right? Yeah. You know? So let me pause you there. So for those tuning in, right, let's maybe kind of go through some comments, David, How's it going? You're our number one supporter so What's far. What's up, buddy? So you know, I think you've been on every one of these. So glad to see that, Amir. How's it going as well? We haven't seen you at our meetup in a while. So I know, you know, buddy. Amir, right? How you doing, man? He's um. You got to come by our office sometime and check it out. You can come see the studio. So he you can, can wear We're
0: socially dist- distancing. You know, we're being safe.
1: Yeah. So um, let's see. So for those of you tuning in, right? Money Mondays every Monday, three thirty p.m. Central. You know, where we talk different topics. This yeah. week we're talking about asset management. We're happy to answer questions live and, you know, go through anything people want to talk about. So, you yeah. know, it doesn't have, your question doesn't have to be about asset management, right? Like I said, like I always say, you could always ask Ben about how he lost his hair. One day someone will ask would, that. You're going to get a better uh, joke you know, here, we can, my friend. We're happy to talk anything, multifamily, business, personal, whatever. Yeah, so. being
0: an entrepreneur, you know. Um, All right,
1: Amir, let's do it, Amir. All right, pick a date, man. Like maybe... Send, it, send, it, send us an email and let's make it happen
0: yeah man let's definitely keep come on it, by uh, you know I mean it's been one of those things you kind of realize that it's been about four months man Or you yeah, know, no, since we're, I think you we know, last we saw Amir
1: or last meetup would have been probably February did we do one in March we might have done we, we, one no, March no we did I
0: think Anton came down you know I think that was yeah, the yeah, last did, one that we did, that we we March did. It was once, early so March right. you know so that's the last time April, we saw one our friends May, June
1: we're almost four months out so you know in a couple days next
0: week four months you know, so what are some of the other metrics, man? I know I kind of rattled off. All right, a few. let's see. So lately, with COVID, we've been talking about daily de- try, you know, daily deposits collections. So right. we've been all over that one, just every
1: day, seeing how are we collecting, how's that money going. in the
0: bank is very important.
1: Yeah, right? another one too that people kind of overlook is really understanding turns, yep. kind of progress of turns. Mm-hmm. I don't, did you mention that one?
0: No, I didn't, but that's a good one. Yeah,
1: you know, because that's that's the one that people like overlook and next thing you know the staff hasn't turned anything and now you don't have any product to rent and it takes three more weeks to get that going so that one i definitely or you have
0: to get a general contractor yeah to step and, in and, and you learn this up. by
1: experience ask yeah. us how we know right yeah because you know these things you kind of iterate over time and so turns is a big one another one too is just renewals right did yep. you talk about that one no all right so he did the surface i'm doing the next i'm doing the i'm, I'm talking about all the <laughs> stuff that we've had pain points on over time so renewals is another one, right? Understanding, because again, that's the, what we call the backdoor problem, right? You yeah, have the front door and the back door. Front door is new clients. The back door is really people that are already there renewing. And it's easier to keep an existing customer than it is to get a new customer. Mm. and so make sure people are happy there make sure people enjoy their you know their they're leasing with you right yeah. and being you know a tenant at your property and helping Tenant retention in general right
0: that's important exactly. i think i think especially right now folks like you need to focus on that whether that being not being as aggressive on your renewals or just having a customer service centric organization right responding to work orders i think is another important thing how many work orders do you have open right how quickly are you responding to work orders right or do you have 200 work orders and they've all been open for, you know, three weeks, that's a bad thing because that's 200 tenants that are upset with you.
1: Yeah. No, the Monday reports are important. Right. So a lot of, so those are, what else are, you know, I like to see kind of the, the, what week move-ins are happening, right? And so basically, yeah. how is your how is your occupancy changing week to week, yep. right? Because if you see that there's a lot of move-outs coming and no move-ins, you're going to have an ac- occupancy problem. Yep. So how does how do you kind of handle that? And I also really, my favorite thing, actually, to see is the last couple of renewals at what price point,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: That one, because I, I, I want to see that we're getting newer rents, right, and higher rents. yeah. yeah, yeah kind of yeah. seeing what's happening there. And so... Um,
0: those year cool. over year, right? You know, month over month. I guess i talking about
1: weeklies. So yeah, there's also could, a set of different set of metrics for months. Yeah, so. I mean, just
0: essentially what your lease trade out is, which is, you know, from when they sign the lease to what you're now, you know, leasing it out at, like, is there an increase there? And you're hoping so, right? Because a lot of the people that you're probably taking off the lease, maybe had signed it even prior to your takeover and, you know, or maybe even not, but it's probably been a, at least a year right maybe even 18 months and you know hopefully a lot of good things have happened in the property and you're going to want to see a delta there right you're going to want to take it from 800 to 900 right so you can kind of track that stuff on a weekly basis that's important right but yeah turns work orders cuz you have to that that also goes back to the expense control i think that that's very very important right You know, we track utilities very, very closely, too, because, you know, one thing that property management companies won't do a great job of is, you know, really kind of digging into each and every line item, right? You know, and if you're seeing a spike in, say, electricity right? You know, uh, and maybe you can say it's over right now. It's attributable to COVID, but let's just say COVID wasn't happening, right? And you just saw a, a spike in March and April for your electricity. Well, what would happen there, right? Ask questions, right? Find out, are lights staying on during the day, right? Is there, yeah. is your, you know, your turn crew and the, your maintenance people, are they not turning off the AC whenever they're turning units, right? Maybe they're keeping it 50 degrees for the two or three weeks that they're turning it right? You need to ask those questions because the property management company, they're not gonna dive as deep as you as as the asset manager should. So you have to understand that. But, you know, so we've got top, you know, what's some of the top asset management tips, man? What would you say, you know?
1: Top asset management tips. Um, Before I answer that question, Let's go back to some of the comments that came in. All right. So, Amir, yeah, you were um, you were on here a few weeks ago. We were talking about in person. We haven't seen you. Not on uh, Money Mondays. So, appreciate you hopping on. Um, f- for those of you just tuning in, right, Money Mondays, we do it every Monday. Happy to basically talk through different topics, take questions live here on the air. I know some people will send in the questions
0: beforehand. We'll go through those. So I want to be interactive, man- right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the one thing that, that we want... We'll come up with topics that we think are important, but we don't know what everybody thinks is important, right? You know, we want you guys to bring us ideas too, and we can talk anything. Being an entrepreneur, business owner, investor, multifamily real estate in general—I mean, we could talk about a myriad of topics, right? Hair. So, my hair. <laughs> this guy is killing uh, my hair. All
1: right. So, your question was, what was it?
0: Top asset management tips,
1: man. Top asset management tips. Make sure you get the weeklies, the format that you want them. Mm-hmm. Have the data points that you care about. Actually check your weeklies Yes. and actually look through them and understand what's happening and ask questions, right? Yep. Um, another one, too, is just be diligent about the business plan of where you're trying to get to and where you are, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't kind of sweep that under the rug. Otherwise, you're you're not going to really make progress, right? If you're just kind of beating around the bush, trying to hide... What's going on, right? Like you know, be real is maybe the answer. No, and
0: I think I think that's a that's a good point, right? Like, you know, on the investor relations side, like look, not everything goes perfectly, year one especially you know sometimes your rehab takes longer your tenant profile was a little a little bit worse than you expected and you had to have a little bit more turnover than you expected right things can slow down the implementation of that business plan and i think you just need to you need to obviously work towards like okay how do i overcome that challenge but also relaying that that solution that you have with your with your your investors as well right? Because remember, we're talking mainly about the operational side, but the other half of being an asset manager is the investor relations yeah. side and working with your investors and, and doing that. But Ferris brought up a good point. You know, make sure that you're getting the right level of data that you need, right? And you can you, you and your property management company can kind of determine that. But ultimately, you know, I always kind of base it on what did you propose to your investors, right? You know, those should be the basic metrics, but start there, yeah. right? You know, make sure you get a budget variance report too. That's important because it's going to show what your budget. Was that you had negotiated with the property management company, which should hopefully mirror what you gave to your investors, and what is actually happening in reality, right? And make sure that they have, uh, you know, the right level of commentary beside that, right? Like not just some, you know, utilities were high. Okay, well that told me what I already knew. That of course they're high. We already know that. Why were they high, right? I want them to try to dig in and think about what's going on, right? So budget variance report is another thing that I always like to see, right? But I always say for people always ask questions of your property management company, right? You're entitled to ask questions and you should, not to the point of being annoying, right? But you need to make them aware that you are reviewing the data that they're putting in front of you because what they're going to start thinking is, oh, Ben and Ferris aren't even looking at this stuff, so I can just, you know, you know, not do a great job at it, right? You know, I could use another you want couple of are words. looking at it. Yeah, you want them come, to know. Yeah, you're going
1: to come pounding on the door to get answers. Yeah, you. you
0: know, why, did, why was this like this, right? You'll, it's, it's surprising how much of a fire that you can light under them when they start realizing that you're just reviewing their reports, right? You know, but the other thing is just be candid with, you know, both your property management company and your investors, right? If the property management company is not doing a good job or they're not hitting the business plan, right? You need to be candid with them. Don't let that drag on. Ask us how we know right? You cannot let them drop the ball even for a month because it'll take you six months to back to get back to where you need to be, yeah. right? So fire quickly when it comes to property management companies. Keep them accountable to what your business plan is. And be candid with your investors too, right? If things aren't going well, it is what it is, right? You know, I mean, investors probably don't want to know all the nitty-gritty stuff that you're doing, right? But when things are really bad, you do need to tell them what's going on and be and over-communicate, right? We usually do a one uh, once-a-month uh, report. Now we're doing it twice a month, right? You know, we're kind of giving a mid-month update. And the reason being is the times are crazy, right? You know, so we felt like we needed to over-communicate. But we've seen some people that have done it on a weekly basis, right? You know, we're trying to kind of have... A good enough data to do it on a bi monthly basis versus a weekly. You know, it's kind of hard to track some things, you know, and get a, a sense of where things are at over a one week period. But, you know, two weeks seems to be about the sweet spot. So we're going to keep that up. So I think that that's another tip for people to, to understand is that you have to communicate, especially when times are tough, right? Yeah. You know? So what uh, else we got, man? Next question
1: Action <laughs> items for you to increase the ROI on your portfolio?
0: Action items.
1: So maybe simple things to increase the ROI, right? Look at what your actual loss to lease is, mm-hmm. right? Understand how to close that gap. Lost to the lease, what it means is basically, you know, how much are, if you were to get new leases today on every single unit and bill those out, how much is that versus what you actually are billing out today, right? And really what you're trying to look at is saying, I have people in this apartment that are paying $700, but today I can rent that at $800. Mm-hmm. So that's a $100 loss to lease on a unit. Right. So, really understand that. And if you actually, if your market rents are true market rents, meaning you're actually getting those, well, you know, that's a good way to close the gap, right? And just be aware of that and understand when can you push, when can you not push. Yeah. Other things, too, is just understanding whenever, if you're doing rubs, right, what your spread is and what you're billing back. And, you know, are you able to tighten that and do better there, right? And again, mm-hmm. you know, there's rules and laws that you have to follow, but that's a good example of another place that people, you know, because some property agent companies just get lazy and they do fixed billing and they do other stuff. Right? And understanding that piece is another good example. Um, what other easy things that are kind of. I always kind of kinda go
0: back to two different things, right? You know, one on the income side, one on the expense side. So, on the income side, right, is looking at your other income, right? You know, a lot of the deals that we're going to buy, now this might not be you, but we buy usually value add plays, things that have either been mismanaged or just aren't in very good shape, right? That, that tends to mean that the people that are living there are not getting charged both the full tilt and rent as well as the full tilt and the other income, right? Which can include a myriad of different fees, right? From just month-to-month fees to, you know, canceled check fees to, you know, all kind pet fees, pet rent, yeah. right? Now, you have to obviously, you know, make sure that this is all in line with what the sub-market well, so, is there's doing. There's
1: a great service that one of our friends uh, told us about, Greg. What was that? Pets, petsrent.com, pet, I think. Pet, pet
0: check. Pet yeah, so that's screen. something he was telling us about that kind of Shoot. helps really
1: with some of that, and so that's something that we want to roll out probably next quarter. But yeah, I mean, a like, lot of tips and tricks and tools like that to kind of be a aware lot of, of people right?
0: have dogs and pets, right? You know, I mean, and they do create a lot of problems, especially when those folks move out, right? You know, your your two hundred fifty dollar deposit is not going to cover. The fact that that dog soiled the carpet 12 different times, right? You know, I mean, your carpet alone what is going to cover it
1: co- if he did it 10 times.
0: Well, not I mean, maybe 10, but not 12, right? Yeah. So just trust me, carpet alone is going to cost you more than 250 bucks. Yeah. So that is why you're entitled to have a pet deposit. You're entitled to have pet rent, right? As long as it's all in line with your submarket and, and you're not the trailblazer. So that's the income side. Let's talk about the expense side. One of the lowest hanging fruit things that we've kind of seen is, Tightening up on the utilities. We talked about, we alluded to some of that earlier, right? You know, your your vacant electric is sometimes extremely high, right? Why is that? It's because your maintenance guys are going in there to turn the units, and they're forgetting to turn off all the lights and turn hot, the while AC. They were working. <laughs> yeah, well, they then turn the AC up when they leave at night. So the thing is running at 50 degrees with all the lights on for the next week or two. While you're while they're turning the units, you times that by 5, 10, 15 units. You can imagine that all built gets billed back to the property, right? Doesn't go to a tenant. So pay attention to that, right? Also, be looking at your water bills, right? There's got to be sometimes, obviously, rubbing it back. You know, sometimes you're not just depends. Right. But if the property is on the hook to pay that water bill, it's in your best interest to make sure there's not any leaks. Right. If you can do any of the low flow type, you know, implementation, you know, from toilets to shower heads to faucets, look into that. Right. See if there's a savings there. Right. Because the utilities will chew up your property, you know, worse than a lot of other things. Let's just put it that way. It starts adding up. Right, so something to kind of take into consideration is those just a little water league,
1: Go get a leak detection company out there.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, it's worth it because you know even if it costs you five grand, right? If you're if you're overpaying by five grand a month in utilities, then it just paid for itself. Yep. So be smart about it, right? I think also going into um, the hot season here in Texas, right. Doing some preventative maintenance things on your HVAC. Units, yeah, you got to right? do it
1: before you get into the hot season. Yes, Otherwise, it now. wasn't preventative.
0: <laughs> not now. You're already too probably too late. Yeah. But you know, doing it in the in the spring, right before it gets too hot, and if you have to buy some things, get ahead of it, right? Because ultimately, HVAC people, the HVAC parts, those get more expensive in the middle of the summer. Because guess what? It's supply and demand, folks. You you you're going to pay more when more people need something. So if you can stock up on it ahead of time, then you're in good shape, right? Same yeah. thing goes with the flip side it, right? If you're in the winter and you need to get furnaces, buy that in the summer, right? So the utilities are huge, right? You know, something you think about. Yeah, for sure. You know?
1: All right. So for those of you tuning in, Money Mondays, we do it every Monday, 3.30 p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. We, uh, The goal is really just talking about different topics. This week, we're talking about asset management yep. and going through them live. So, you know, if people have questions, feel free to leave your questions. We're happy to answer them live.
0: And Shannon, so- if we could show the, what's on the screen here, you know, so... And uh, if you could move the box down, I wanted to show this one thing here. So um, the graph on the right was one of our—you know—we won't name any names—but it yeah. was our, one of our Atlanta properties that we're really, really excited about. You know, during COVID, our property management company was able to. Actually, I'm going to—I'm going I'm to say our on-site manager. He's done—he's done, he's done yeah. a lot of the heavy lifting. You know, through the pandemic and not having an office open he has increased occupancy from 85 to 95. This is
1: on a deal that was basically non-stabilized lease up, so yeah. it, was, it was actually probably from 80 to 90,
0: right? It might well, it's yeah. now it's 95. Yeah. But and then, you know, he's taken, you know, he's taken our rents from, you know, whatever 100 or so up to 100, I think we're going to close out at 130. What
1: we're billing out
0: yeah, we're billing out more so we're than what that. We're collecting, sorry. That's just collecting, right? Yeah. So remember collections is just the cash in the bank that month, right? But some people might pay for their rent prior to that and that's gonna be rolled up in the financials, yeah.
1: so. Like Ben here, he's good at two shoes. He pays his rent, you know, one year in advance. <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. You know, only six months in advance. Uh-huh. All right. So, no, but we wanted... And this is what we're tracking, though, folks. Like, we, we we put this graph together. You know, Neil is tracking this on a daily basis, right? What is actually in the bank? And we've been rolling this out to our investors. They seem to like the data, right? Because then they can kind of see trends, right? It's all about trends. Yep. And what is the data telling you? And then making informed decisions from there, right? But we wanted to, we wanted to you know, um, say a little kudos to our deal in Atlanta because... Even through COVID, it's been doing really, yeah, really well, and, sure. and and all of our properties are within about five percent of where they were in March. So far, so far, yeah. So, right. You know, you we've know. been,
1: you know, as a team, we've we've put, we've done a lot to kind of help ensure that, right. So that's the good news. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm curious to see what happens post stimulus. So.
0: Come on, keep your fingers crossed. We need that unemployment money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well,
1: let's go through some questions. I know we're going to wrap up soon. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's go through some questions. These are some questions that we got earlier on previously people submitted, so we'll go through those. If anyone has any questions, feel free to dump them. We're happy to talk to them. Yep. Uh, First one, do you have any tools or systems you use to hold your asset manager accountable?
0: Ouch. 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 I I think that the numbers speak for themselves, right? You know, I mean, some things, you know, is not going to necessarily be the asset manager's fault. Some things they should be tracking more closely. Some things they need to adjust on, right? You know, but the numbers don't lie, right? And I think, you know, as long as you as an investor or you as maybe another partner on the deal, you know, understand the metrics and how they work and what is the level of success that you're looking for, you can easily say, hey, we're supposed to be at, 90%, 90%, yeah, and you're at 80 It's
1: really, ultimately it's reporting is the answer, yeah, right? You know. What data points do you care and is the manager tracking them and is you reporting them? Yeah. Right? You absolutely. Can't, you can't tell if you're going to perform if you're not tracking them or reporting them. No. So it's kind of fundamental and then working through that, right? So that's probably that. We use Asana internally that helps mm-hmm. with a lot of that. That helps keep both our asset manager, our property manager, our on-site staff, us, keeps everyone accountable. Yep. Right? It helps keep it everyone organized. Um, those are maybe the main things, right? We do have a on uh, for our in-house management, we do have BI dashboard, which is really powerful. Yep, And so yeah. that's another tool that basically gives us really nice visuals around, you know, how the properties are, are performing in many different aspects.
0: Yeah, it's real-time data, you know, presented in graphs. And so it, it allows you to kind of, you know, not even have to wait until you get the monthly financials or not even wait until you have to get the Monday morning report, right, which yeah. is not going to be as... In, uh, as inclusive as say the the, the monthly financial report, yeah, so it's just, pretty good.
1: So our buddy Jeff Greenberg came on. So Jeff, what's up, man? He's waiting to. We we'll see. We are all waiting to see what happens during uh, when the stimulus dries up. Yeah, we are. Hopefully, it's all roses, but uh, we'll see what happens. So we'll see. <laughs> Hope we're doing well, Jeff. Um, you know, I think uh, your state's doing a lot better than our state lately. So
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it's a toss uh, up. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just depends on the day of the week, right? You know, well, we miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well.
1: Yeah, so let's see. Uh, and Wasam said great pointers. Thanks, Wasam. Happy to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep going then. So, what skills make a good asset manager? I think being organized. I'll say actually, I like the answer to answer this one. Kind of the, to me, the the things that make a good asset manager are being organized.
0: I, right? I said that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> being more organized than Ben saying being organized. No, being organized is one right, understanding the mechanics of how the business works, yeah. right, and being kind of data-driven, right, understanding data, gathering data, and what it tells, right, those three things I think make it, are critical to to being a good asset manager, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were to pick two of the three, I mean, I would actually say, knowing the mechanics of the business, some of that can be taught, but some of the other skills are less teachable. So yeah. those are three really powerful things, I think, that make a good asset manager. If you're looking for one, you wanna look for kind of a mix of those things. Yeah, you, right? gotta, you
0: gotta be uncomfortable you know, around a spreadsheet, crunching numbers, you know, what does that look like? You know, if you don't, it's probably gonna be a tough gig. Right. Because, you know, once again, you're 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 basing decisions on where the data is. Right. So you have to you have to have that as a skill set. right?
1: All right. Let's keep going. And then the last question. What are the weekly daily tasks you may perform as an asset manager?
0: OK. Well, we right, kind of you want to do the
1: you want to do the weekly and I'll do the monthly and I guess daily. There's, you do weekly data. I'll talk about monthlies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So daily, right. You know, I mean, right now we're tracking collections, right? We're handling the rehab, you know, all this stuff is ongoing. I just always can just say it's going to be one of those things that could be perpetually happening. Even after you're done with the rehab, you're still going to have CapEx, right? So that's probably a daily thing. Weekly thing, you're reviewing the Monday morning reports, right? Which are the the reports that you're getting from your property management company, right? And it's not going to be as intense or as, as detailed as the monthly reports, but it's still going to have the data that you're needing to track. You know, And then you're also having phone calls with them, right? I would encourage you at least through the first year or two of holding onto a property that you have weekly calls. Even if it's a 20 or 30 minute sync with your property management company, you need to be talking to them, you need to be asking them questions and it's usually gonna be questions based on the, month, uh, the Monday morning report.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then maybe in terms of monthly stats, you're looking over the financials, right? How are you tracking relative to the budget? What's that variance report look like? You mm-hmm. know, is money, are there opportunities to save, right? Even if you're performing, yep. is there a way to perform better? Right, or is there a way to collect more? That's kind of those are the key things if you're doing lender draws right whenever you're in the midst of a rehab. Quarterly, you're usually doing replacement reserve draws. Yep, yep. and um, what else is kind of other things you know, reporting out to your investors, doing distributions that's a big part of it as well. Um, that's really the gist of it, right? I'm trying yeah, to think of any other some, big, yeah, there's, there's some yearly things you know, know that we talked about, right? Accounting, yeah. you know, if you need to, right? There's kind of some of that stuff. So, that's that's the high level, I'd say, most of what's needed. Mm-hmm. Anything else I'm missing, Ben, that's
0: important? No, no, I mean, I, I would say on the monthly and the daily, you know, and the weekly, that's probably about what it is, right? You know, but there's going to be stuff that pops up in between, right? You know, maybe you have a fire at the property. Now you're having to deal with an insurance client, yeah. right? You know, so there's some things that you're just not even going to know that you're going to have to do, right? It's just going to pop up on top of all the other things you've got to do.
1: Absolutely. So so Jefferson asks, what KPIs are you watching on a weekly basis from the asset manager? Weekly so I think basis, we went some yeah. of those earlier, but really... I guess really. I guess this question, we talked about the KPIs from the property manager, but from the asset manager, you want to kind of maybe give
0: a rundown of, of those? So uh, KPIs of what I'm looking for from, from an asset? asset?
1: Yeah, you're tracking from asset manager. Maybe I'll hear all stars. So to you me, know, I mean, you know, how are we doing on collections, right? Where are we withdrawals? Because draws can be all over the place. So really yeah. weekly, how are we trending? When's the last time we've heard from the lender, right? Um, and I guess... This is probably where you were going, Ben. There's a lot of overlap yes, between the PM sure. and the asset manager. Yes. But really, to make good informed decisions, what data do you need to on a property to, to reason about it? It's looking at the last leases, right? How are mm-hmm. those? How are those going? Um, looking at obviously collections. Looking at mm-hmm. you know how much traffic is coming in, how much traffic you're closing, how many units are getting turned, uh, how many people are renewing. Mm-hmm. Um, even other things like other interesting things that have that kind of come across is really you know if you're on site go look at the last set of move-in kind of sheets from your tenants so you can see our tenants moving into a unit that is rent ready or are there some things that's that need yeah. to be done? That's an There's a lot of these kind of nuggets to think about. That's an interesting point, about,
0: so. right? You know, I mean, was, did they get moved into a, a unit that wasn't ready, right? Yeah. You know, and and you know, start
1: that relationship off on the wrong foot. I think also
0: just kind of you know, keeping up with the reviews, too, of the property, right? You know, Because that sometimes can be a telltale sign of how the property management company is doing. But yeah, I mean, your asset manager really is, you're you're, make, you're relying on them to provide you with the data that you need, right? And if they're not providing it, then that's a bad thing, right? Yep. You know, keeping organized, keeping communication channel going, and then, you know, obviously keeping up with the draws. It's all it's all part of what you have to do as an asset manager, right?
1: Yeah, so for those tuning in, Money Mondays, we're about to call it a wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we talked about uh, asset, asset management. management. And So if you have any more questions, please feel free to try, You know, drop them in. We'll go ahead and answer them here live. But if not, we're going to call it a wrap here in a minute. So... Yeah, have any once. questions? Yeah.
0: Going twice.
1: Wait, Ben? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right, anyone else? All right. Well, well then we appreciate we...
0: you guys tuning in. No
1: problem, Jefferson, you're welcome. Thank you all for watching and yeah.
0: We'll we call it We'll see you next Monday. Okay. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit DisruptEquity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.